0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. I'm one of the hosts, uh, Jack Clifton. I'm joined uh, by the lovely Claire Clifton sitting alongside. I'm very excited to chat everything in the life of uh, the Shire Salvos Church. How are you doing today, Claire?
1: I'm very good. I'm excited for this episode and for everyone to hear this message.
0: Yeah, it's a fantastic episode we've got for you. We'll be playing uh, Mark Soper's message uh, from church this week. Mark was preaching uh, from Acts 28 verses 1 to 10. We'll get to that a a little bit later on in the podcast, but as we do each and every week here on the Shire Salvos podcast, we like to keep all of you guys updated on uh, the life of the church and some of the things uh, that are happening. Uh, so now we're going to do our Shire Salvos news and updates. So uh, lots happening in the life uh, of the church. There's always uh, stuff happening at Shire Salvos, whether it's at the Menai or Miranda uh, location. Uh, the first thing that we've got uh, going, Claire, is the uh, 180 Youth. Uh, is, uh, it's kicked off. It's been running for uh, for a few weeks now. So it kicked off back on the uh, 5th of February uh, this year. So they're meeting uh, once a fortnight, and uh, any youth are more than welcome to come uh, and attend. And uh, the team there would love uh, to get to, to meet you. It was obviously... A bit of a different year for a lot of the uh, well, a lot of young people in general, particularly uh, the kids at One Eighty Youth. With um, obviously the coronavirus pandemic, but online youth group and online life groups, and yeah, packaged for uh, foods and no parents allowed in the halls and, and different things like that. So uh, certainly going to be um, yeah exciting for them to uh, be involved with uh, each uh, with each other each fortnight and get an opportunity to uh, to be meeting face to face and uh, being uh, glorifying in. Um, um, in God's Word and uh, being being encouraged, it's. Uh, I know you've done a couple of things with with uh, youth group in the in the past, 180 youth where you've played music and, and different things. It's a really good initiative that we have running, uh, particularly at the Manor location with Shia Salvos.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Anastasia and the team are doing a great job in leading it. And. I guess they pivoted a lot last year to do a lot of things online, but it's good to see that things are kind of getting back to normal. And um, yeah, so shout out to Stasia and the team for an awesome job they do.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, if you are um, yeah, praying, then please do keep 180 Youth uh, in your thoughts, uh, not just the, the kids, but also um, the uh, young adults uh, that are leading that. Um, yeah, so just praying that uh, they'll always remember to, to love and, and honor God in all aspects um, of their lives, the kids, and that they'll be bold, uh, young people that are willing to step out in their faith and, and be strong and courageous during uh, any stage of their life, uh, whether they're um, yeah, going through... Trials and tribulations, or whether they're uh, happy with 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 life, that yeah, you would um, yeah encourage uh, in them with uh, with prayer. So, if you want any more information, you can contact Anastasia Sims. She is the uh, youth pastor at the Shire Salvez Menai location. Just get in contact with the church office at Menai, and they'll be able to uh, put you in touch uh, with Stasia there.
1: So, one of the other things that we have going on at the moment is the self denial appeal. Um, so, if you've been um, in our gathered worship service, um, you would have heard about it and seen some of the videos. This morning at Shire Salvo's, we watched the video um, sharing the uh, work that's happening over in India. Mm. It was really cool to see, I guess, the innovative ways that the Sabarshrami is responding to yeah. poverty and disadvantage in some of these um, some of these places and, and communities. So. You know, I've been supporting the Self-Denial Appeal um, for quite a while and I feel like it's a really important part of our year calendar with the Salvos that we would um, stop and consider what we might be able to give um, to the work of the Salvation Army in Mm. developing nations. And so I really encourage you to really consider, prayerfully consider what you're going to give this year. And if you want to visit the website, it's selfdenial.info. And you can get heaps more information about um, self-denial appeal and watch some of the videos that you might have missed out on. Our altar service is next next time we gather as a church, which is the 21st of March. And speaking of which, um, yes, so that's our f- next, next time we're gathering mm. as a church, which <laughs> I'm really looking forward to. Um, And I just encourage you to get in early when you register, when registrations are open Monday before the service. Um, We've got our services at 9 a.m. and 10.15, so I really encourage you to get along to those.
0: Yeah, and Mark spoke at church early today. Obviously, we're recording this podcast on a a Sunday afternoon, but uh, on uh, the most recent service that we had at church on Sunday, the 7th of March, Mark spoke that, uh, yeah, at least for the foreseeable future, there is going to be those two services at 9 o'clock and 10.15, which Mm. is, yeah, a real blessing. Seeing that we're able to get so many people uh, within the, within the the church walls and uh, an opportunity to uh, to have two services each week, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, some of the other things that are happening in the life of the church: there is the Encounter at Night of Prayer and Praise that's happening on Monday, the eighth of March at seven pm. So, with a bit of luck, uh, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, it hasn't breached past that uh, date and time yet. So, if that's something that you're interested in, um, and yeah, um, getting together uh, with other like-minded Christians and uh, encouraging um, the the life of the church and encouraging the church through prayer and praise. um, That can be a really beneficial thing uh, for you to be doing. Uh, So it's uh, on the second Monday of every month. So uh, this is the first one in 2021, but there's uh, going to be alternate days uh, throughout the different months. So the next three are on the 12th of April, the 10th of May and the 7th of June. Uh, And if you want any uh, more information about that, you can contact um, Lynn McComb. And uh, Lynn's uh, m- uh, contact details are lynn.macomb at salvationarmy.org.au. Or again, you can just contact uh, the office there if you want, want to get in, in contact uh, with Lynn. But it looks like should be a, a really fantastic night of, uh, of prayer and praise there that will be happening at the Menai location, which is 11 Pilliga Place in Bangor. Uh, like we've spoken about in the last couple of episodes of the Shire Salvers podcast, uh, there are some job opportunities over at the Miranda location. Uh, so they're looking for an emergency relief worker and also a caseworker uh, to join the team. So both of those roles will be part-time. And if you uh, uh, have any questions or any uh, further information you want on that, you can get in contact uh, with either Coralie Ruff or Mark Soper. They're the ones that are, are looking uh, after that. And uh, Claire, last bit of news is the Welcome Project.
1: Yeah, I was just reading about this recently. So, the Welcome Project is an initiative of um, the Salvos in New South Wales. Um, basically, it's um, an intentional um, opportunity where we can. Um, provide I guess a a good welcome um, to the community and family to people who are refugees and asylum seekers and so in the Sutherland Shire we can be part of that as well so currently there's a 39 year old man in Miranda who is in need of a friend and how awesome would it be if someone within our church community was able to respond to that. So, if that's something that you're interested in, um, there's some more information in this um, the Shay Salvo's newsletter, or you can visit tinyurl.com forward slash the Welcome Project.
0: Yeah, sounds like a really uh, great initiative there, and a great way of uh, engaging with uh, with people that have come from another country, migrants that sometimes have had to leave uh, family and friends and uh, other close networks they've had, and. I think I, I probably got a bit of experience like this when I uh, went over to uh, Chile to, to visit my sister. And I think when you're an Anglo Saxon, white male living in the Sutherland Shire in Australia, you, you often don't have barriers to making friendships with people. But uh, in in Chile, it was obviously a really fun experience because I got to see my sister and brother-in-law and their kids that live over in, in Chile. But yeah, you could just see that the language barrier when uh, in Chile, uh, basically no one speaks English. So everyone speaks Spanish. So it could be, it was very isolating to mm. not feel confident going to the shops and not feel confident to uh, to catch public transport and different things. And that's just some of the issues that, that people have. Um, it's just such
1: an easy thing to do, isn't it? Mm. Just to befriend someone, yeah. welcome them into your family um in your friend and connect them with other people as well so yeah really encourage people to to get involved with that
0: yeah really uh, really good stuff uh, there so make sure you get involved if you're interested with that we're going to take a short little break and on the other side of that we're going to hear from Mark Soper now Mark was preaching from Acts uh, chapter 28 verses uh, 1 to 10 where Paul I guess and his crew get uh, shipwrecked in uh, what we now know as modern modern day uh, Malta Um, so so yeah, it was a really good sermon from Mark and yeah, again, a great opportunity for, to, for us to be back at, uh, back at church and being uh, fed the Word uh, by Mark. But, but before uh, we hear Mark preaching from the Word, we're going to hear uh, the Bible being read and that is done by Trudy.
2: Morning everybody, I'm Trudy and today's Bible reading is from Acts 28 and it's verses 1 to 10. And we're continuing the story of paul it's called it's titled paul ashore on malta once safely on shore we found that the island was called malta the islanders showed us unusual kindness they built a fire and welcomed us all because because it was raining and cold paul gathered a pile of brushwood and as he put it on the fire A viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the Islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a God. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His, his father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him, and after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways. And when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed.
3: Now, someone cheekily said to me today, They so said, oh, can we use this as a scorecard? You know, you can put them up and you let me know out of 10. I said, well, you can if you like, yes, as long as it's uh, above five, I said. So that's all right. But you know what? It's not about me. It's about the King of Kings, isn't it? And he has something to share with you each. I, I believe it. And I know that you're here and you wanting God to speak to you, don't you? You're wanting, you're wanting God to do a new thing in you. And that's what I'm praying for as well. Well, we pick up the story um, of Paul, and we've gone from Acts 26, Acts 27, and we find ourselves in Acts 28, and he's shipwrecked or with another 276 guys. No one died, and they get to an island of Malta. Anyone been to Malta before? Oh, yes, at the back there, yes. Anyone else? Oh, yes. Oh, you world traveler, there you go, Mavis. And you're from Malta? Look at this, three people from Malta, how good is this? Um, So here we find ourselves, they're on a place called Malta. They are very kind to them. And one of the things about Paul, what I love about Paul, is he's a practical guy. And so they get a fire together, Um, the people get a fire together for him. But what does he do? He goes and collects some firewood. Anyone ever collected firewood before? Come on, there should be a couple more hands. Yes, collect the firewood. Anyway, so he collects a piece of firewood and out of it jumps a snake. And it bites him on the hand and he quickly shakes it off. And, and they, obviously they think he's either done something wrong or he's a God. And he finds out he still lives. I think when challenges happen in your life, when, hard, when you face hardship and you think about, what about Paul? You think about, what has Paul done wrong? What has Paul done wrong? He's been in prison for years. He's been slandered by his peers, eventually you know, before being a Pharisee. What's he done wrong? And then he finds himself shipwrecked, and you're thinking, if it couldn't get any worse, he's trying to help people keep warm on a fire. And he gets bitten by a snake. Who would be at a place like, Come on, God, this is just unfair. It's not right. Would you agree? Ever been in that place? Oh, come on, God, are you serious? I just get my car fixed and someone rums me out the back. It hasn't happened to me, but I'm just saying, you know, things like this. Why? What's going on? Anyone be in that place? Yeah. Anyone be in a place when you have done nothing wrong, but you have been hurt, disappointed, or bitten in life? Anyone? Yeah. And the older you are, you understand that those things do happen. It is life. One of the things in this first part of the passage, verses 1 to 6, I don't want to focus on it too much, but I just feel like there's a handful of people that may need to hear this, is that whatever situation you find yourself in, keep being practical. For some of you, the message is simply keep doing what you're doing. Keep handing over to God. Keep praying. Keep exercising. Keep eating healthy. Keep your good habits. Distance yourself from toxic people that are bringing you down. Some of you just need to continue to be practical and continue to do the simple things that you've been doing for a long time. And for some of you, you've faced hardship through no fault of your own. I want to acknowledge that today. I want that to sit deep with some people. You have faced hardship in life through no fault fault of your own and i believe god wants you to continue to allow him into that space i believe he want you and he wants you to work on that and it's not like you can just Sometimes I think we just need to shake things off. You know what I mean? Don't let toxic people or situations hold on to us too long. And I love how Paul, he just shook it off. Some things you can't just shake off and it's gone. Sometimes there's some scars and sometimes there's some pain. And I believe that God wants to bring restoration and healing in that situation. And I want to encourage you to allow God to do a process with you. Invite Him into the space, get the help that you need, and continually to work towards healing and restoration. you with me? And the simple in this part is keep being practical and shake off people and cultures who crush or poison or damage your spirit. and But for those deep inner wounds, allow God, do a journey with God and get the help that you need. You with me? Well, the second part is the part that I get excited about this particular passage. This is where I think um, you, you get a bit of a touch of heaven how that's happened here. We find that We've got Paul and um, these 276 guys. They think they, they've been shipwrecked. They've lost absolutely everything. And then basically, these people are so welcoming to them. There's like a party going on for three days. They're the guests of the king of the island. And they're thinking, this is pretty good. Anyone ever been a guest of some really rich or wealthy people before? And you thought, man, this is how the other half lives. Oh, sorry, you put your hand up yet. What was the situation? Who was these rich, wealthy people? Gee, wedding in India, hey, that's pretty good. Very good. Anyone else? Anyone else? Like, you ever get just treated and you think, man, this is amazing? No? You know, when I was, um, sad situation, but I can remember when I was in um, Bali, and obviously with Andrew, we got hosted by the Australian consulate. And I got to go to where the Australian consulate was, and it's like this basically beautiful built things all these tropical things all these water things falling through there and people had come up asking for drinks I rocked up in a pair of shorts (sighs) probably not the most appropriate thing but anyway um so I'm there with the Australian consulate and they're getting all these like this five-star food and it was too fancy I'd probably just rather nazi goreng um but anyway it was really fancy and, and you feel like man it's nice sometime to be treated and welcomed in isn't it you with me some people that just have a gift of hospitality so you hear the king of the island the leader of the island he's welcoming everyone in for three days and then they find out paul finds out that the the leader of the island the king of the island his daddy's unwell and what does paul do he goes and sees him and then what does he do after prayer he lays hands on him and he is healed And then what happens? Then all the sick people on the island come and get healed. Now just picture that. So every little bit of sickness on the island has been restored, has been healed. Okay. They also, if you read the commentary, what I love about this, they say that Luke was on their island as well. And they say that Luke was a physician, a doctor, maybe not a doctor, but a medic, had medical skill. And they say, if you read that passage and you unpack that passage, part of that was not only did, did people get healed, you know, Paul was healing people, but actually people came and just got medical treatment from Luke. So here we have that the power of the Holy Spirit was healing people. And over here, people were getting healed from just getting practical help from someone who had some medical expertise. you with me? God can heal people through both. He can heal through the power of the Holy Spirit and he also can heal through practical people from just doing what they do. Are you with me? He can heal both ways and he's calling us to be practical of service, of use, use the skills and gifts that you've got and he's also calling us to actually live in faith and pray. I want you to picture just for a second What would it look like if the Sutherland Shire, even though we think we're in God's country and, you know, we're blessed and all this, what would it look like if every sickness and illness, every mental health issue, every domestic violence case, all the youth suicides gone, people had enough food to eat, we didn't have to house um, women over 55 because they've got nowhere to, to sleep at night. What would it look like? What would it look like if every single person was healed and restored? It would be like heaven. It would be like paradise. And that's what happened when people get the touch and hand of God. That's what happened when the move of God moves in ways that we cannot comprehend. That is what happens. I tell you this, two words. That is what happens in verse 8. Where did it all change? Where did everything shift for that place? Two words. After prayer. After prayer, Paul laid his hands on the guy's dad and gets healed then everyone else comes and they also receive healing. God does his best work after prayer. You with me? No, 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 just a little bit. God does his best work in you and through you after prayer. And if we want the move of God to move like never before in our life and through our life and for those that we love, it's only going to happen after prayer after prayer and you know it's embarrassing to say but you know what I've I believe in the power of prayer but I often leave it as a last resort anyone can relate to that yeah <laughs> yeah 100% but you know what I've drawn a line in the sand my friends this year and it's going to be different for me Monday mornings Six o'clock, four other Christians, they're not salvos, we catch up with four guys, we go for a walk, nothing complicated. And you know what? We go, what can I pray for you, what can I pray for you, what can I pray for you? And we just start off in prayer. Every fortnight, I'm going to get on the phone, because I know that I need help. Anyone need help trying to pray and seek God and press into Him? Yeah? (laughs) And then you know what? Um, So every fortnight... Some of you guys, may know, James Conner, and I get on the phone to James, and we have a bit of a chat, and then we pray together. And I know if I'm committed to do it, I'm going to do it. I know Lauren has, we have a a prayer whiteboard that sits in our room, and we put people's names, and we put prayers on there that we believe. You know, people have been told they can't have kids. We've seen people be healed. But I know that prayer is powerful, and sometimes we don't know what to do. Sometimes we don't know what I should do or how is this going to work. But sometimes, I can tell you this, we just need to pray. And sadly, I went and did the funeral last week for my, um, my cousin's baby. She passed away. And we get in there, and what do you say to someone who's just lost a daughter, a baby? When words are cheap. And I said to him, I don't know necessarily what to say. I can't even try and explain that. Why this happened, I I, I can't. But do you mind if I just pray and allow God to do his thing? You with me? Prayer is the first thing that we need to do and from now on I'm going to declare to you that I'm going to pray like never before I'm going to do less God's going to do more and I you know what you all have a part to play you all have a part to play and you know why I know that prayer is powerful because it's all through scripture it's the promises of the people it's in um in Chronicles, it says, if my people, you have a choice to pray. You have a choice to pray. If my people who are called by name, he knows you by name. Every single one of you, he knows you by name. He doesn't go, oh, who are you? No, he knows you. He might say, I haven't spoken to you for a while. But you know what? He knows you by name. If my people who are called by name, will humble themselves. You know why we humble ourselves? Is because when we pray, we actually acknowledge that we are not in control. And that his ways are better than my ways. And actually, I need you, God, in my life. It says, if my people who call by name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. So turn from Mark's ways, but actually follow his ways. Then he, this, this is a promise that you could hold on to. Then after you do that, he says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin." and I will heal, restore, and bless their land. It's a promise, and it all happens after prayer. Bill Johnson says, answered prayer is our responsibility. It's interesting, isn't it? God can still go before, but answered prayer is our responsibility. He's calling us to pray. Jensen Franklin, I love Jensen Franklin, he said something beautiful, he says, bold prayers honor God, and God honors bold prayers. Bold prayers, you know, big prayers, honor God, and God honors bold prayers. I'm going to tell you a story, and we're going to ask the team to come up in a little while, of a story, it's a historical story. It's not actually in the Bible, but if you go through Jewish history, this is a well known guy called Honi. He was a prophet. H O N I. You could just Google it, Google it, and you'll find it. Um, Honi was known as the circle maker. Okay? He was known as the circle maker. And it gets to a point when people were worshipping other gods and whatnot. And they come in such desperation for famine. It hasn't rained for ages. Some young people hadn't even seen rain, they didn't even know what it looked like. They're so desperate, people are on the verge of dying, community's just drastically gone. And they come up to him and says, they knew that he was a man of God and many other godly men had gone before. And they said, can you pray? And he grabs his staff, this is the best staff that we could come up with, he grabs his staff and he walks out to the dry place where they would hope to be rain. And the people follow him. And he gets out there and he starts drawing in the sand. This is not the greatest circle, by the way. And he draws a circle. And the crowd's watching, thinking, what is he going to do in the circle? He puts his staff down. He kneels down and he cries out to God. He says, have mercy on your people. And says, God of heaven, God of heaven, send rain. And mist started to fall. And he says, I don't want just mist. Mist. I want to see so much rain that it would just flood this place. And then the heavy rain fell, and people started to scatter. And he stayed up there with his hands outstretched. And he says, Not that type of rain, (laughs) the rain of destruction. Rain that would drench the depths of every nook and cranny and river that would go deep, and the earth would be quenched by, by the rain. And it rained. And it rained and it rained. So much so, the people came to Honey after many weeks, and he says, Honey, can you ask your God to stop the rain? And you know what? There is something beautiful and powerful when God's people get to a place where they draw a line in the sand, a circle in the sand, and they believe that God can answer. And they say, God, I will not move. I will bring this before you. Until I see breakthrough. And on my prayer board, I had for the healing for my cousin's daughter. And it didn't happen. But she's still on my prayer board. I'm praying for her and her husband because I believe prayer changes us. I believe that prayer does something. It doesn't always look the way we would want it to look. But you know what? I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that God's hand can come in and touch us and change us and mold us and shape us in the process of seeking Him and crying out to Him. Are you with me? So we always win. We might not win the way that we want to win. I heard this week of some ladies who have got some sons, and I've got a young son, and he's a little bit wild. I can only imagine what a 15, 16, 17-year-old boy would be um, getting up to. And they've committed to pray for each other's sons and to pray for their son. And they're just some women, mums, who love their children who were drawing a line in the sand that I will bring my son before you in prayer and I will ask for protection and guidance and provision and favor over their life. They've made a prayer circle. I was just dreaming about what would it look like if every single one of us at Shai was we actually created a prayer circle and we got really passionate about prayer and prayer was a thing. It wasn't the last thing we thought about, it was the first thing we thought about. And after prayer, God would do the supernatural. After prayer, God would change and transform. And the move of God would move powerfully. And there's something, there's something powerful when God's people get to a place where they go, God, I'm on my knees. I'm humbling myself. I know that I can't do life on my own. You are the only one. Your, your way is better than my way. I need you, God. Come through. Do a new thing. I think about... Um, when God's people got to Jericho, they reckon, when I was reading in the commentaries, they reckon that there's a whole heap of generation. They reckon people who are you know, 40 and under had never seen buildings before. Can you even comprehend this? Never seen buildings. they been in the desert. And they get to the place, and the walls are so big that chariots and horses are racing around the top of the walk. I can't even comprehend that. And God says to them, You're going to take the city, and you know what he asked them to do? Walk around it. Create a prayer circle. And then he gets them the next day to do the same thing. And the next day, he goes around the city again. On the seventh day, he gets them to march around seven times, and at the end of it, they yell and scream and praise God and sound horns, and and the walls come tumbling down. And I believe that God is going to break Some walls in your life he wants to break some things down he wants you to experience his fullness and the power of prayer in your day-to-day lives you with me and sometimes i think god's saying you have to be willing to get a little bit dirty you have to be willing to put yourself out there and understand that we need god And I just want you to get the picture. Imagine what it would look like if God's people started to pray like never before. Imagine the breakthroughs in your life. I sometimes think we'll get to heaven. And God might say to him, look, I had all this for you. You, you did that. And I say, oh, what happened to that? He goes, well, you just didn't ask for it. You just didn't pray. Bold prayers. Bold prayers and dream. And I believe every single one of you has a prayer on your heart that you want to bring before God today. I believe every single one of you have something that you want to hand to God, something in your life that maybe you have been stuck for a period of time or you've struggled with, or it could be provision for something, it could be a health concern, it could be numerous things. And I feel like God is just saying to you this morning, just pray and hand it to me. And right now, we're going to have an opportunity. The team's going to come up. The team's going to come up, and you're going to have an opportunity. And you've got your uh, your circle, <laughs> and you've got a pencil. Hopefully, um, Joel's at the back if you want um, a pencil and um, a circle. And we're going to have an opportunity to write down the deep cries of your heart, the prayers of your heart on this prayer circle. And then what I'm going to ask you to do at your time when the team's playing and just reflecting, I'm going to ask you to come and place your prayers in this prayer circle. And afterwards, I'm going to pray over all the prayers. Actually, we're going to pray over the prayers. But you know what? My prayers aren't any more powerful than your prayers. And we're going to pray over the deep desires of your heart. We're going to, I think it brings us together. I'm going to pray for the deep cries of your heart. And we're going to play, put it down and we're going to pray for it and declare that God would have breakthrough. And the commitment from you and I is this, that we would go away from here and we would pray. Don't be scared. I don't really know what to do. You know what? Just start praying. Set reminders in your phone. Get it. Get a prayer buddy. Have someone that you can text all your prayers for. Hey, can you pray for me each night? And you just send each other's text or phone call. Because I genuinely believe. You know, I'm praying. I'm just believing in transformation the Shire. I don't want to see another young person commit suicide. I don't want to see another family member have to come because there's nowhere to stay. I don't want to see another uh, domestic violence situation in the Shire. Vicky could hear to that. I don't want to see it anymore. I want to see the full transformation, the power of God. I want to see truly the Southern Shire being a touch of heaven, not because we think we live near the beach and because we have a good lifestyle, but I actually want to see people come to know Jesus and experience the true freedom in Him. Are you with me? And I believe that there's breakthrough in your life if together and with each other and with others, we pray. So the team's going to come. You've got an opportunity to write your prayer down. And at due time, just come and place it in this prayer circle.
0: So what a, a great sermon there from Mark chatting from Acts 28, 1 to 10. And it was such a, a powerful sermon, particularly for me, Claire, because this was my first time back at Shire Salvos. I'd had some work commitments on Sundays the last two fortnights. So it really had been over a year since I'd, <laughs> I'd been at church. So it was great to kind of catch up with people, but great to be, fed the word via a sermon and and I thought very poignant from Mark to talk about uh, prayer and, and not just us praying and kind of leaving it up to, to God and, and almost kind of using prayer as a task on a to-do list of like, okay, well that's done. It's the ball's kind of in your court. God, but us mm. really believing it and being kind of actional—if that—that's probably not a word. I think I've just Actional. made that up. But um, yeah, using our uh, uh, our actions to to make sure we're following through with uh, with those those requests. It was yeah, very yeah. very interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I guess the me- the the key message that came out for me was pray first, trust God in that, of course, but then be a person of action. Um, and, yeah, we, we there was a res- lovely response time. We got to write down something that we were really praying and believing God for. And, yeah, I just love how prayer is central to our church and um, who we are as a church. And, um, yeah, I just continue to pray for those things that people brought forward um, within the service. And even for those of you that are listening, like if there's – prayer needs that you have, um, mm. things that you're believing God for, we we want to stand with you as well. So I encourage you to get your um, church behind you as well. So, you know, contact the church office, mm. let the team know what it is you're praying for so that we can all be praying for that together.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, church in general, but particularly with Mark and Kim and Joel that are, are so heavily invested in church, they have uh, a relational, I guess, relationship with members of the church. So, yeah, they don't, don't feel awkward or concerned or anything because they want they want to hear your request they want to hear your prayer points and they want to journey with you together as as we do as well so yeah would certainly echo Claire's sentiments there and um, yeah, just even flicking an email and and uh, something to to the uh, to the office there. Uh, talking about getting in contact uh, with the Shire Salvos podcast, as always, you can contact uh, the front office at uh, at Menai if uh, there's anything that you think we may have missed, or uh, you want to leave some feedback or, or whatever, or you can contact us directly. You can uh, email uh, me on jack.clifton@live.com.au. There might be something in there that you think we could put in to make the the podcast a bit more vibrant, or perhaps something that. Uh, that we've left out, or uh, even just uh, any uh, any kind of feedback. It's yeah, good to good to hear from you guys, and we yeah, we certainly hope that uh, this podcast each week uh, is an encouragement for you, um, encouragement in your walk with Christ, and yeah, can even make that um, daily commute into the city or uh, mm-hmm. out to, to Western Sydney or, or wherever, even just the, uh, in the car uh, out to the shops when you're, you're doing your grocery shopping. It can be an encouraging uh, thirty or forty minutes uh, for you. So yeah, we yeah, we're really enjoying uh, bringing it to you. Claire, thanks for your, your help on the podcast today. Always fun sitting next to you and talking about all things God.
1: It's fun, yeah. I'm getting used to being behind the mic. Yeah. Um, Jack, you're very, very used to it, being on radio and doing your own podcast as well, separate to this, but... It's lovely doing this with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, so a big thanks to Claire Clifton. I hope you've really enjoyed uh, the podcast uh, for this week. Don't forget that we're bringing out a new episode of the Shire Salvos podcast uh, each week. So I'll be chatting to you. We'll be chatting to you virtually uh, in uh, next week's episode and uh, looking forward to seeing you all in church uh, in a fortnight time. So I do hope uh, you look after yourself. God bless. Take care of one another. And we'll see you next week on the Shire Salvos podcast.